Hello everyone, and I hope you're having a great day. My name is David Silva. My name is Angel Rodriguez. And this is Something Newsy with the Mesa Press. Um, thank you guys so much for those of you who are tuning in right now. This is our first podcast of the semester. We're very, very excited to bring it to you. We're gonna be talking a lot about Hispanic Heritage Month today, and it's kind of funny that we're talking about that subject because whether it's by chance or whatever it may be, I call it fate. Angel and I are both Hispanic, so you can kind of get a firsthand source of our experiences just overall being multicultural, living here in America, but also our grandparents and our ancestors of how life was back in Mexico as well. So one thing that really, really stands out to me is how easy it kind of is to take for granted the culture that we have here because San Diego, I mean, San Diego, it's it comes up from a Hispanic name. Yeah. And our culture is very, very strong here. Like you look everywhere, what's like the biggest thing that you see? You see like tacos, like burritos, burritos and stuff like yeah, that. Taco stands all over the place. It's crazy. So it's just kind of easy to take for granted how well known our culture is when we see it daily. But that being said, it's also so much different having a culture established here in the United States of, you know, what a Hispanic likes, what a Hispanic should be compared to like what it is on the other side of the border. And it's so easy to take that for granted with the border being just like right here. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's right down here. So I don't know if there's anything that you think is stands out the most because well, you go to Mexico. Yeah, I go I go to TJ often pretty much like every month. At least I go to once or twice just for some food with my family. It's very nice. Down. It's like nice to go for views. But in reality, when you go down there, it's not the same compared to San Diego. It's so much more different. It's just the people you see. You see a lot of homeless people, unfortunately. It just makes you like think, like, wow, how crazy it is. Yeah, uh, I can I can agree on that too. It's kind of like it's gonna sound weird, but it's kind of instantaneous. Like the first road that you hit, too. Like compared oh, from like being on the U.S. Dude, to like it's going so into much, it's so much it worse. just yeah, it gets so much it's worse. worse. Like it's so choppy. There's like dude, everything. There's, like when sometimes when we, like it depends how far you go down in Tijer. Yeah. So on the roads. It's not even like pavement anymore. It's literally just dirt. No, yeah, they're just dirt roads. I remember one time um, I was in Tecate. Tecate is a, a town in, in Mexico yeah. that I have family in. So we went there with my grandparents for uh, my grand my great grandma's like, I think it was like 96 like birthday, something like that. But wow. it was like on a, on a rancho. But I remember when we were getting there, it was just like, it's super we, just... we took like this weird pavement road and then like, out of nowhere, my grandpa makes a right. Then we're going downhill on just like a windy dirt road. And you look over to your right and it's just like you're on the road and there's like nothing to the right. It's just like, it's just we're just here, ride or die right land. now. Yeah, exactly, it's just empty land. Yeah, so that's kind of funny though, but. Wait, as a, as a Mexican, do you speak Spanish? I speak, I, here's the thing. I can speak Spanish, but I don't speak it very, very fluently, if that makes sense. I can hold my own in a conversation, but when it comes to advanced words, I kind of, like, I get lost a little bit, I won't lie. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish at all, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's, like, I think one of the main things I took for granted as a little kid. My parents, they would teach me how to speak Spanish. But for me, I always grew up going to school to white areas. Like, yeah. My whole life, I've been to, all the schools I went to were in La Jolla, so I never, like, why would I care to speak Spanish? So yeah, it, it, make, and it makes no sense. It was never really like a, a priority for you because it wasn't like something that you thought was gonna be necessary was, or yeah. even like your surroundings. It was something that you never like needed. Yeah, because growing up, dude, at a white school, there's like you never see any other Mexicans. Like when you did, you had a bus with them, but it was like only like five or ten other kids. Yeah. But even then, they didn't even speak Spanish either because they're all you know grew up in white. It's like why would you need to speak Spanish here? Yeah, I can. I know what you mean because when I went to high school, I went to high school up there 
uh, at Westview High School, and Westview High School is near Poway. Um, it was kind of the same thing. I didn't really see much of, like, true Mexican people. Yeah. And when I did see people who were Mexican or who I thought were Mexican, obviously you get influenced a lot by your surroundings, you know? And it's very easy to get influenced by surroundings, I think. Yeah. And I think that, key, like, plays a huge, huge role as to the, the key differences in culture here in America compared to the culture that is established and known in Mexico, you know? Because there it's just like it's in your blood you know and obviously here being a mexican-american you like say that it's in your blood but i feel you won't really know that true value of being like a true mexican or like true nationality true hispanic until you've been to that motherland and see your homeland yeah. because it really is different it's i don't want to say a third world country because that's stretching it by a long shot but in a sense it is it's vastly different it's very easy to take that for granted when you just know being in whether that's san diego wherever you are for your whole life you know yeah so um that leads me to my next question where where's your family from do you know where your family's from because uh, i have an idea i think of where my family's from so i just want to know like my family okay so my grandparents from my dad's side uh my grandpa is from tj from from tj himself my grandma actually i always forget it's, I think it's Guadalajara. That's where my grandma's from, really, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm dead serious. Yeah. My grandma's from Guadalajara, and then my grandpa on my mom's side is from Sinaloa. Oh, really? Yeah. So, in all honesty, um, I don't know the exact details of how they met, but all I know is that they did meet, and then when they had my mom, I think, like, as soon as they had my mom, that's when they crossed over, and my mom grew up here. But my mom was still, like, very very back and forth like going like she would constantly visit going to mexico and stuff like that when she was little really yeah but my mom grew up here so i'd say like like my, my family's a mexican-american family not true true from there but my grandparents are my grandpa on my dad's side though that's where it gets weird because i'm actually part spaniard too really You're part yeah spaniard. Okay. my my grandpa's heritage i guess on my dad's side has spaniard in it really? and then i'm native american so, do you know how your your grandparents came over? Uh, I just want to say they came in, you know, illegally, probably. What do you think about that? Going to, like, Mexico and seeing firsthand kind of how it is. Do you think it really is just all trying to get opportunity and trying to well, oh, yes, better, 100%. better perform for their family? Yeah, 100%. So, the people who come over here, they always try to perform, like, get more money for their family. Of course, you know, that's the whole point of having a family, like... What's the word? To provide for them. Yeah, like to provide, them. always yeah. provide, yeah. Yeah. And that's why they come over here. They want to provide for their family. Yeah. So it's just amazing when you see the opportunities to actually have. Come yeah, it, it is. And it kind of sucks for those people when they have kind of like a negative stereotype built upon them. Oh, yeah. Just because it's they're so trying to work hard and, and oh, like you said, providing support for their families. Do you think that kind of like, how does, do you think that kind of affects you and, like, your mentality at all? Or, like, do you really pay attention to those stereotypes when it comes Honestly, to... Dude, no, when it comes to stereotypes, I don't even, like, I don't care for those stereotypes. Like, why am I going to listen to that if, like, if someone's, like, I don't know is, like, talking like that about me? I'm, like, why would I care? I'm, like, I don't even know who you are. Like, why would you care? Why would you assume these things about... Yeah, Why would you just exactly. assume the stereotype is dumb? Yeah, I agree. One thing that my dad always tells me is that... We, we really are one of the hardest working people out there. And it, it shows because everywhere you see, whether people like to climb on it or not, you're trying to provide for your family. We're always out there like trying to work, trying to find something to do so that our next generation to come 
can be supported and have that type of thing. And I think that's like that's kind of embedded in our roots, I think, yeah, because really, we're a huge, huge, like, family. Yeah, it really is embedded, because my grandpa, he always said, he always tells me, every time I go to his house, he's like, don't take everything you have for granted, always appreciate everything your parents gave you, because, like, because without me, like, you know, you know, they wouldn't have much without me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're, my grandpa's always, always constantly reminds me about that, every time I go to his house, always be thankful for your parents, always be thankful for the jobs they have, thankful for everything yeah. they gave you. I feel like we need that though. It's yeah, it's really easy to take it for granted. Some kids don't, or some people just don't realize that what they have. No, yeah, and I feel a lot of kids now, and just a lot of people our age now, it's very easy because we see our parents and we just assume that we've had it easy for so long. Exactly. It's easy to forget about that generation, like our grandparents who really fought and really had to struggle just to get here and make a better life. And yeah. it, like, that's something that I feel like we should thank them for because yeah we have the opportunity to be here now, you know? And whether you call it, like, whatever you want to call it, it is just caring for your family and honestly just wanting to be better and provide for them. So, family's huge. What's your favorite family traditions? Uh, honestly, uh, single de Mayo probably is one of my, or Day of the Dead probably. Yeah, Day of the Dead. Dia de los Muertos? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite Dad, ones. Yeah, that hits. What do you guys do? Uh, usually, my from my mom's side of the family since my grandparents recently passed away like the last like, the last three years we go really we celebrate a lot for them because you know yeah it's very nice do you we guys set, um we set up the porch we, you know you ever seen the movie coco the, i was gonna say the ofrenda you guys yeah, put that up yeah, yeah we do just like that it's so nice to see it dude yeah how it is like in the movie how it is in real life it's the same thing it doesn't change yeah it's beautiful to see that we do the same thing we um we put up an ofrenda because um my dad's mom, my grandma on my dad's side, she passed away when I was seven. Mm -hmm. So we have like people that obviously we want to still commemorate and yeah, like love even though they're gone. And I just love that you're able to like, like there's that part of our culture because it really does like at that time of year make you feel close to that person. Like, yeah. Whether you believe in that stuff or you don't, it's just a way of reconnecting with yeah. that person. And me personally, I feel like there's more past this life. So I genuinely think that they are there with us in that day because you don't just carry traditions for no reason, no reason you know? Exactly, yeah. They're there for, like, traditions last because obviously they mean something, but I feel like they're like sacred. Special yeah, it's special. special. So we do the same exact thing. Um, for me, I honestly have to say the tamales that we cook up every year, though. <laughs> it's hard not to. Tamales only, like, tamales are rare for people who don't know. They really only come around during Christmas Let's time. Um, so when tamales we get them... Probably my favorite food to eat of all time. Oh, like easily like top five. Yeah. We'll get into that, but easily like top five. Um, but they only come around like once a year. Yeah. So when we get them, you have to get your fill in. There's like, you just have to. It's not but the good thing is, I don't know like your family, but my grandma, when she makes tamales, she makes a lot. Yeah, she make, my grandma makes a lot like, too. There's a lot. Like they dedicate a whole day to just yeah. prepping those yeah. things. <laughs> I'm telling you. I can relate to that because that's what my family does. What my mom and my grandma does, I do. It takes them a like whole day no, yeah. just to make the models. Yeah, any type of food they make, dude, it's, it's an crazy. art form. You you can't mess with it. Yeah. It's an art form. Like it's honestly, one of the hardest like things. To do. Have you seen them actually make it? Yeah, the process, dude. I feel so bad for them sometimes. Like they're just like super tired at the end of the day once they're done because they literally start from the morning to the night. Like you know how crazy. Yes. Yeah, no, it is crazy, and the process of making tamales is like it's when you get it, it's practically just raw dough and like raw like all ingredients are raw so you have to like formulate it and fold it 
and roll it up and then after you roll everything up like with whatever you want inside whether that's meat cheese then you have to like steam them kind of like dumplings in a way like that's the best that's just what came off the top of my head right now yeah but um what's your top five foods then top five foods top five mexican foods Uh, okay so for me one number one and two is rice and beans because my grandma when i was little she loved that was my favorite food, and she lo- she knew I love eating that, so she had always made that every time I go to her house when I was little. Okay. And then three is probably tamales, four is tacos, and then five is... Ooh, I don't know. When I go down to TJ, I like to go like, eat lobster, so... Lobster? What? Yeah, the lobster. Lobster and TJ? Yeah, it's so good. I've never had lobster and TJ. No. Uh, where do you go? I go to Puerto Nuevo. Okay. It's really, it's called a restaurant called uh, Anke del de Mar. Mm-hmm. It's really good. A lot of people go there. It's like probably one of their best restaurants. They have like this little area that's just like dedicated to restaurants. Really? Yeah. There's like, two, there's probably like 50 restaurants in just this little area alone by itself. No, I, I believe that without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But <laughs> there's only like a couple that are really like popping, honestly. Oh, like, well. There's like, there's a, there's a lot of them, but not that many people go to, but the main ones are just really at the bottom. Those are the best ones to go to, in my opinion. Um, you said tacos, but you gotta be more specific with that. There's many kinds of tacos. What's your favorite kind of taco? Like, are we talking carne asada? Oh, yeah, carne asada. Alorada, or, or like, what, what's going on here? The tongue and the cabeza, or the... You like, you really like cabeza? Yeah, that's actually good. Have you had lengua? Yeah. I can't, lengua's tongue, by the way. Yeah. Tacos of tongue. I can't. I I haven't tried them. I don't no, like it's, them. it's mm-hmm. not bad. It's just really like chewy. I it's heard just, it's really chewy, but it's not bad if you put like the right salsas and nothing. No. Okay. No. How do you what do you feel about this when people put like beans in the tacos? You ever you ever seen that before? I've seen that before. I mm, okay. Here's my thing. I don't think that's like a bad thing. Yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with it because me realistically when I eat my food and I eat my food with a tortilla I'm kind of just like. I'll tear a part of my tortilla off and then just kind of like pick yeah, at like a big portion of everything and then I'll just eat it, you know? Yeah. So me personally, I like when the flavors are integrated like that. Okay. Um, my, like, I don't know if you could call this a hot take. I hate sour cream. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't ever use it though. Like my, like my dad, my dad uses that every like, time. Yeah. Like just crema in general, yeah. like stuff like that. I hate that. Yeah, I can't. I don't like to use it. It doesn't. It doesn't just, benefit it at all. It doesn't like, make at all. Benefit, yeah. Um, so, but for Mexican foods, what's high, like, a lot of different cultures, like, from Mexico, a lot of, like, the foods are actually really different compared, like, to everywhere else, you know? Oh, yeah, they are. It's crazy, because you have, um, like, I'm blanking on the country right now, but it's, you'll have, like, similar foods, but just different ingredients used for that similar food, so it's, like, you have different types of rice, even though it's like all Hispanic rice, it's seasoned differently or yeah, something like that. Really, um, and then like, you'll go into like getting like different types of empanadas or like yeah. things like that. It's just constantly changing. Like everyone's putting their own spin on it, but it's so good that it's everywhere. Yeah. If you look at it, like, I think we, we rule the world when it comes to food. I'm just saying, it's, it's good, dude. Like we have really good food. Yeah, honestly we do. We probably do have like one of the best foods. Because... I'm thinking off the top of my head, like, my favorite foods right now, I have to go, number one, chilaquiles. Oh, that's actually so good, yeah. You see? Look at that. That just hits different. Um, and then, from there, 
I have to get what about chorizo? chorizo? I love chorizo. I was going to say chorizo con huevos is good. Oh, Eggs with chorizo. That's actually really good too. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like enchiladas, so good. And then, do you, does your mom make caldo? Yeah, but me personally? You don't like, don't tell me you don't like caldo. I don't like it at all. Really? Like you don't like albondigas or anything like that? <laughs> Dude, you are crazy. Yeah. What is, what? I mean... I just never liked it, dude. Like on a like on a day like today, if you go home and your mom's like, I made gaglo. Dude, you're she not made gonna... it yesterday. <laughs> you didn't eat? No, Are I, you serious? Yeah, I don't like that. I can't. What gaglo did she make? Uh, gaglo de arroz. Dude, yeah. how did you not eat that? Uh, dude, I, I just don't like it. I tried it so many times. Like, believe me, I tried it. I just don't like it one bit. Yeah, man. That's like, okay, that's me with, um... Like, I might get judged for that one a lot. I'm not gonna lie. You probably will, honestly. I can't believe you are <laughs> Mexican and you don't like caldo. That is crazy. I know, right? Um, so, I mean, I think that pretty much covers what we have for the time right now. Yeah. Um, thank you for talking with me. I mean, kind of <laughs> no just problem. going on and on experiencing exactly our culture together and just being able to elaborate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I find it very fascinating just learning about your family, kind of just the similarities that we have within our families. Exactly. Just shows how similar and like how much tradition goes into just being Hispanic or just how big culture is and just being us, yeah. you know? Like it's a huge part in the way we grew up, a huge part of just the people that we are right now. Those special moments and those traditions that we carry on are kind of like the only ways that we're able to see some of the family that we have. Yeah. Like, whether that be across the border, it's just that we don't get to see all the time, you know? So, um, thank you guys so much for listening to our first podcast and for bearing with us. We tried super hard, and I think we did a really good job. So, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you again, and we'll see you on the next one.